Welcome to The Victorious Life. I'm Lisa Boldo, and I hope you guys are all just doing wonderfully. You know, and I want to just thank you again for so many of you were such an encouragement to me a couple of weeks ago. You know, um, I've been, it's been a battle, you know, with the, the health challenges that my, my mom has been going through, um, you know, over the last, you know, really like six months, if you will, and then over the last couple of months, you know, in the natural, they're just, oh my goodness, you know, just, uh, there's been a decline and, you know, the Lord, I've really just been spending a lot of alone time with the Lord lately. And again, I don't have notes this week because, and I think, listen, I'm not saying it's not good, you know, to have notes and to be prepared, but just in my heart, you know, I've just been spending time with the Lord and just letting him minister to my heart. And I wanted to share with you just a couple of things that the Lord, you know, has been ministering to me because I believe that it will bless you too. Sometimes when you're going through storms, you know, in life, and listen, we all go through them, right? Just because you, uh, just be, listen, the sun, the sun shines on the good and the wicked, right? Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And over and over, you know, we see in the word how God gave us the spirit of his son to live in us, to minister to us. He's called the comforter, right? And so sometimes you might be going through something or you see a loved one that's sick or hurting, you know, and maybe you even know what would help them, but they don't want to listen. Or you've got other voices or the doctor's voice is louder, you know, than the voice of God in their minds. And it's, it's a difficult place. However, this is something that the Lord personally ministered to me a week ago. It was about a week ago. I remember just, you know, just lying on the bed and I was just alone with the Lord. And I'm telling you, sometimes, not sometimes, many times, that is the best place to be because I'm not saying it's not good to have, you know, wise counsel for men and women of God, but when you are alone with the Lord, and because a lot of times that's what I do. I'm just, I lay on, you know, I'm just alone with the Lord. I'll be laying down or something, resting, but I'm meditating on the word and I'm saying, Lord, show me, teach me, you know, what am I missing? Especially if you're going through something or you're facing a battle where you feel, um, or where you're, you're, maybe you're not seeing, you know, uh, manifestation as quickly as you would like to. And so I know for me, you know, and of course for you too, the enemy will come and whisper, it's not working or this or that. And I'm saying, Lord, I've seen too much. No one can take that away from me. But but all of us have, you know, almost like, um, I want to say, times of valleys and, well, you know what, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit sleep deprived right now, but I think you guys know what I'm trying to say. You know, sometimes... And I'm not saying that your emotions have to be like that because we need to come to a place where we are steady, but things happen, things happen in life. And so I, anyway, back to what I was saying, I was resting and literally the Holy Spirit ministered to my heart and he said, don't let your peace be disturbed. And I was like, wow, I'm telling you one word from the Holy Spirit can just change things in an instant. 
Because remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And what does the enemy want to do? He wants to steal your joy. How? By suggesting things to you, by, you know, hearing, um, you know, voices and opinions and doctor's report and all this stuff. And sometimes it's just you and God. I still remember back six, seven months ago when my mom was in the hospital and I'm telling you, I don't, I know it was, obviously it was the Holy Spirit in me, but there was just this faith, like this tenacity of a bulldog. And the Lord was reminding me, the Lord will remind you, he will say, you know, he will remind you of past victories where you just say, oh my gosh, yeah, there was no way out of that. And all he wants us to do is just trust him no matter what it looks like. Remember, he makes a way where there doesn't seem to be any way. And when we just trust him, somebody just wrote, if I had one word to say to someone would be the power of God is everything. I love that, Scott. Absolutely, 100%. You know, I I'm, I see you guys, you know, comments and stuff, and I can't always read all of them, but the Holy Spirit just had my eyes go to that one. And it is the truth. The power of God is everything. But here's the thing. If you are a believer, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. So, and I always talk about this, Christ in you, Christ in you. Christ in you is a million times bigger than you're, you even are, right? And so it was really, it was, it was the wildest thing, but, and I'll just share with you quickly. But um, several nights ago, I had three dreams back to back. They were early morning dreams. I know that they were from the Holy Spirit, but in any event, in the first dream, I was literally being shot at with a gun at like, I'm sorry, in the first dream I was in a store and all these people were getting ready to come in and like, it was almost like, and, and I have never watched that show, The Walking Dead. It is disgusting to me. I would never, but what in my dream, it was something like that where I was in a store and all these people were coming to like kill the people in the store and I was able to just slip out and I was unharmed. That was dream number one. And then dream number two, I remember being in this big parking lot and I was like, you know, looking for my car and all of a sudden this like 10 or 12 year old kid just points a gun at me and just started shooting like boom, boom. And he started walking towards me, just shooting bullets at me. And I, I, and I wasn't, they weren't hitting me. And I said, no, in the name of Jesus. And I remember he was just walking towards me, boom, boom, boom. And I got out of the way and he went past me and I said, fall in the name of Jesus. And the, the little kid fell to the ground. And he, But then he picked up the gun and he was still shooting at me. Only I was right in front of him and the bullets were not touching me. And I said, gun out or get, get you know, fall in the name of Jesus. And the gun literally just went out of his hands. And I remember the, the kid got up and started running away. And I started running after him. And then anyway, someone grabbed him, brought him into some house. I followed them right into the house and I casted that devil out. But I will tell you, in my dream, as we were sitting around the table and I said to this, this kid, he was just sitting there like this. And I said, come out in the name of Jesus. And the thing said, no, like this was my dream, right? And then just with, I mean, at the top of my lungs, I was not taking no for an answer. And I meant it with every fiber of my being. I said, come out out and the thing just came out and the little boy was like and then that was the second dream and then in the third dream 
I don't know, I was at some kind of a, a banquet event or something like dancing with my, my good friend Lorette. It was just a crazy dream. I haven't even told her about it. And my husband came up to me or up to us and he was dressed in camouflage like a warrior, like military soldier. He was dressed in tan camo from here down, only he was like three times the size of himself, like like wide, not tall, just wide. And I, I remember just looking at him and he was smiling and he was right next to me. And then I woke up and the Lord was showing me that might, he's mighty in the spirit to come alongside of me and do whatever needs to be done like a warrior. And I was like, mm. but those three dreams back to back to back. And I know that what the Lord was showing me is, and this is for you too, don't let your peace be disturbed. No matter who is speaking against you, no matter who, you know, now here's the other thing. The Lord also told me a while back, don't raise your voice to people, only raise your voice to the devil. And I, I remember driving one day and I heard that and I was like, right Jesus didn't argue with people he was bold and he was authoritative you know with those Pharisees and all that but he's not gonna sit there and try to defend himself he just speaks the truth and keeps it moving so anyway so that was you know one of the the things that stood out to me more than anything last week was about don't let your peace be disturbed and that's for you too because Anytime that your peace is disturbed, you have to remember that that's on a natural level. You walk in the supernatural. You have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, and James 1.5 says that if you lack wisdom, ask. And that's regarding anything. If you need wisdom, right, and, and believe me, I have been just meditating in the Word and saying, Lord, teach me. And sometimes, not even with the Bible open, you know, if you read and you listen, you know, all the time. Sometimes you can just rest in the presence of God. This is good for you to do. Just rest in his presence. And even, you know, as I'm driving or I'm just laying there and I'm saying, Lord, teach me. And I'm lifting my arms and I'm magnifying him and I'm thanking him, you know, for his Holy Spirit. I'm thanking him that he's my father. And that no matter what it looks like, I choose to trust him. So I've been praying, Lord, teach me because sometimes the things that we know the things that we have walked in the victories that we have seen here's the thing there cannot be a victory without a battle and and that is the mandate that god has called me is to help the multitudes to live in victory that means there has to have been a battle and god knows my life has been you know was a battle and I came out on the other side of it and now I you know I know how to walk victoriously but there are times that you know and, and we're always growing thank you Lord right you can know certain things because but God is always taking you level upon level upon level upon level right he's always taking us to new heights because the Word of God is living it's active it's a living active word and Jesus I mean, the whole message of the Bible when it came to Jesus, believe. He said, believe. How do we do the works of God? He said, the work of God is to believe on the one whom God sent. Believe in the Son of God, right? So if the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus is living on the inside of you, according to Ephesians, Galatians 4, 6, right? God sent the Spirit of his Son 
to live in every believer. And now we are joint heirs. We are brother, sister, but Jesus is our Lord. He's our savior. He's our model. He's our everything, as Scott said. The power of God is everything. And so he was, you know, and I've just been saying, Lord, teach me. Like, what am I missing? Where am I missing it? Because you could have certain things right, like repentance. Repentance is so important, especially in the life of the believer who knows he's not doing right. Or maybe the Holy Spirit, um, you know, the Holy Spirit's not going to condemn you, but he will convict you. There's a difference. If you feel condemned, you're like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'll never be as good as so-and-so. Right? That's not the Holy Spirit. He's not here to condemn you. He's here to convict so that to bring us because he's, he's continually conforming us and transforming us into the image of his son if we let him. Isn't that awesome? And so if you feel convicted about something, I've, I've felt so convicted. Not because of, well, here's the deal. Anything that is not of faith is sin and unbelief is a sin. Right. And so I was thinking about, you know, the, the, the disciples and when they and I've cast out demons before. I understand that world. I understand what it means. But here's the thing. For example, like where my mother is concerned, just truth be told, I'm always transparent with you guys. I feel like I've been walking more by sight. You know, there'll be some relief, but then, you know, it's it's just not a good situation. And I mean, I have been seeking the Lord. And here's the thing. Anything that you go through, it's not wasted. You know, God does not put sickness on people. He did not put that on my mother. The words that we speak, we are hung by our tongues. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Your words. That's Proverbs 18.21, right? You, death and life is in the power of your words. So many people have no clue about that. And then they wonder, well, how did I end up here? What have you been speaking, right? But even in that, the God has compassion. He's merciful. He's merciful. You know, I think about the, the lame man for 38 years on Solomon's porch, and Jesus went, walked right up to him and said, do you want to be well? Jesus had compassion for him. And he didn't even say yes. He just said, I don't have anybody to put me in the water. Somebody always jumps in before me, right? Jesus didn't even, he just said, rise up, pick up your mat and walk. And the man was healed. So what I'm saying is Jesus, so full of mercy, so full of compassion. But you know, then he would find someone in the temple or that man later and say, see, you are well. Now stop sinning lest a worse thing happen to you. See, here's the thing. This is what God was showing me because I'm like, Lord, like I know repentance is important. So back to what the Holy Spirit, you know, was showing me. Yeah, if you are a believer and you are living in a place of, um, you know, you're not doing right, you need to repent for that. Tell God you're sorry and mean it and turn. That's what it means to repent. You're sorry, but you turn away from that, right? Jesus came preaching repentance. Turn from your sin. Turn your hearts to God. John the Baptist, he preached repentance. Jesus taught the disciples, he, they preached repentance. But here's the other thing. Many times he would, because it says Jesus began to do and to teach, right? So 
He's given us authority over all the power of the enemy. So you can go and heal the sick. And when they are healed, you need to tell them, okay, listen, you see that you're healed, but you need to go on with God. You need to, you know, and and it's good for them then to repent. Because remember, it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance, right? So somebody could be sick. They don't repent, but God's given you the authority to cast out devils. I'm telling you, I just got this revelation and I'm so grateful to the Lord. And like I said, I didn't have notes, but I wanted to share with you what God was showing me. You can heal the sick just like Jesus did because he's in you, right? You have the authority over all the power of the devil. And Jesus said, cast out devils, heal the sick. Okay. But once they're healed, they need to understand if they want to keep it, they need to walk with God because What's going to happen? They can be healed. They can be grateful. And then if they don't fill themselves, right? What did the Lord say? He said that that um, if a demon goes out of someone, but then they don't fill themselves, right, with God, that thing's going to come back with seven worse than the first one, right? He's going to bring back seven others. Just, you know, and, and, and that state of that person will be worse than at the beginning, But does that mean that you don't help them? No, we are commanded to help them. You are supposed to help. We are to be compassionate. So, and I'm really grateful that the Lord was showing me all of this even before tonight's broadcast because, you know, we learn so much and then, you know, we experience things and that's why the Holy Spirit is your teacher. Yes, of course, we listen to, you know, good teachings and things like that. Men, women, God, these videos, they're helpful. But I am not. I have the Holy Spirit in me, but it's good for you to also get with the Holy Spirit because you may learn something like, wow, this is great. But Jesus healed people in many different ways, right? Sometimes it was with a word. Sometimes it was with the mud. So, you know, deaf, mute spirit, come out. The woman with the issue of blood, daughter, your faith has made you well. So remember Hebrews 1, right? It's 11.1 rather. Faith, God wants us to have a living faith. Remember, living, think about it. Something that is living, it's, it moves, it breathes, it's active, right? It's it's living thing. And that could be good or bad, right? If you think about cancer, it's a moving, living thing that spreads, but we have authority over it to kill it. So that you kill that root, the symptoms start to die. You kill it, right? But my point is, so with, wait, what's this Mary saying? I'm glad. Yes, this revelation, it is truth from the word of God. God wants us to have a living, active faith. Remember, a living faith is a faith that's active. It's moving. And your faith pulls like gravity. Faith works like gravity. And I always talk about this, you know, with that woman with the issue of blood. Jesus did not just decide to heal her. He didn't even know she was there, but her faith pulled power out of him. And so you've got the Holy Spirit in you. He's given you authority over all the power of the enemy. That's Luke 10, 19. He's given us the keys to the kingdom, which is the power to bind and to loose, right? So you can help anyone to get healed. Now, if somebody is, they know that they're in sin, And they're a believer, you need to tell them in love, listen, you need to repent, repent. And I mean, because a lot of times then they repent, 
You cast that thing out. I've seen it that way so many times. But that's where I think it was kind of stumping me a little bit because I'm like, well, Lord, you know, but my mom, and, and listen, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, just put all stuff out there. I'm just being transparent. It could be your mom. It could be, it could be anybody, right? But if they don't really understand the things of God, we can't, for example, put the blame on them. Anyway, this was what the Lord was showing me because it would be easy to say, well, you're not doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the Lord was like, no, that's wrong. You have compassion. You take care of it. And then show them. And then they're either going to hear it or they're not. Right? Jesus said, whoever you forgive, their sins will be forgiven. Whoever you retain their sins, their sins will be retained. I'm telling you, the Lord has given us a lot of power. It's not our own power. It's his. But here's the thing. God will back up his children who are, have the, you know, the fullness of wanting to please him. God will back you up. Even if you make a mistake, remember you are God's child, but he will back you up. You know, because I started thinking about in the scriptures with Ananias and Sapphira, they kept part of the money back for them. And Peter did not have mercy. He was like, why did you lie to the Holy? You know, you lied to the Holy Spirit. You lied to God. So now, boom, like that's it. And he died. And then his wife, he died. And I'm thinking, you know, I was thinking about that. And I'm like, God backed him up. God backed Peter up. But I don't believe that was God's best because, because remember when James and John wanted to call fire down and Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. He said, I didn't come to, you know, condemn the world. I came to save them. You know, I don't believe that Jesus would have done that. But my point is, he has given us authority and he wants us to represent him. And when you go and heal the sick, Jesus says, God is glorified. The father is glorified through the son, right? And Jesus said, he said, father, you and me, I in them, right? Them and us, like he said, I in them and you in me. So Jesus was saying, Jesus is in us and the Father is in him. Remember, Jesus said, it's the Father in me that does the works. And now we've got Christ in us and the Father is in him. We've got the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. There is no reason. And, and I'm telling you, God is showing me, start. It, it's like get rid of unbelief no matter what you have to do. If you are not seeing a manifestation of something, I'm just, I'm from God's word. It's one word. It's unbelief. It's never on God's end. And you know, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just very passionate. It's never on God's end. It's always on our end. And I know that. That's why I was like, Lord, where am I missing it? Teach me. Teach me, Holy Spirit. Show me. Well, he did show me. So now I've got work to do, right? And so, and, and you know, I know that if God is showing me something, you may have the same questions, right? Again, level levels. And I'm telling you, we know, I know how to cast out devils. I know how to see the sick healed. And the thing is too, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, whether it's someone you don't even know, we have to keep in mind, um, never look at the condition of the sick person. Focus on Jesus, right? Because when they were going to, uh, when the disciples couldn't cast out that demon, 
right, that was throwing, giving the boys seizures, they said to Jesus, why couldn't we do it? I'm so glad they asked him that, right? They said, why couldn't we do it? He said, because of your unbelief. Straight up, because of your unbelief. This kind comes out through prayer and fasting. Not this kind of demon, this kind of unbelief. There is no demon that could stand up to Jesus. They had their eyes on the wrong thing. They had their eyes on, why isn't it working? Looking at the condition of the person instead of looking at Jesus. And I'm telling you, this is something that we all need to learn and understand and grow in. We need to keep our focus on that we have the Spirit of God in us and we are, you know, when we lay hands, it's Him doing it through us. We are just the vessel. It's His power. It's His authority. But He needs our hands. You know, we're, He needs our bodies. You know, it's like the enemy needs a body to operate through. God needs bodies to operate through. You know what I mean? So that's why He placed His Spirit within us. You know, and people, people, and like the enemy, okay, so even Christians, they can be attacked. Their spirits can't be attacked, but their minds and their bodies can absolutely be attacked, but they can overcome it if they understand who they are, you know, in Christ and Christ in them, Christ in you, right? You can overcome it. So that's why whenever I feel like there's, you know, something that I'm missing, I always go to God. Now, you know, sometimes we do look for encouragement from other believers who are strong in the faith. You know, my good friend, um, Angela Atkins, I want, there she is right there. She's amazing, strong warrior. Kathy Mahatty, strong. Mary Scully Davison, strong warriors. And I could go on. Tony Jean, she's not only a you know health expert, but strong in the Lord. So many, and, and you, so many of you. Amanda, my gosh, there's so many. Lorraine. I mean, just saying, you know, just from, I mean, there's so many of you that are just strong in the faith. And it's so important, you know, that we are there, um, you know, for friends. But, but even the people that I just mentioned, they will tell you, I don't. Not that, it, it's just that I prefer to go to God. But there may be times when, like yesterday, for example, I really needed some encouragement. And I, you know, but I needed the Lord to teach me. So even in that place, you know, it's good to be there for people. But remember, you want the Lord to teach you. My good friend, Pastor Steve Hannett, we had a great conversation yesterday. And, you know, iron sharpens iron. So it was awesome. And, you know, his wife, Kate, they're just amazing. But in any event, I just wanted to share some things with you tonight that the Lord was showing me because... And this is all scripture. And when you ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, listen, he was showing me. Now it's just, do not do not walk by sight. The just shall walk by faith, right? When you are just, and if you have the Spirit of God in you, you are the righteousness of God. You are just. You're God's child. And he wants to work with you and he wants to back you up. He's not waiting for you to say, yes, I agree with this. No, I don't agree with that. You're his child. He just wants you to speak his word. And when you believe his word, speak his word and act on his word, you're going to see the manifestation of it. He's just waiting. You know, we think sometimes we're waiting on God. He's like, I'm waiting on you. And you know, you're like, God, where have you been? He's like, where have you been? 
so good. It's never, never on his end. It's on ours. So anyway, with that, I really hope that this has blessed you tonight. And uh, make sure that you comment. Let me know, you know, if you got anything out of this, if there was anything answered that maybe you weren't sure about before, but, you know, now you are. Because I'm telling you, get rid of all unbelief. Signs follow the believer. And it is they, signs are to be, signs and wonders, miracles, it's to be a sign to the unbeliever of as to God's goodness. But we can't leave them there. We have to make disciples. We have to show them and tell them about the love of God. But it's not enough to just say, be warmed and filled. And like, don't lay your hands on them and like, give them what they need, which is healing. Remember, it's not you. It's God in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory, who will do the work. So, and then God gets the glory. God the Father is glorified through God the Son. And then you can expect to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, right? Jesus marveled at their unbelief. We do not want him to marvel at our unbelief. We want to get rid of all unbelief. I said, Lord, I repent for unbelief. And I just command that to get out. Now, remember, it's not that, yeah, I believe, you know, unbelief is a spirit because the enemy will bring thoughts, but you have to renew your mind with the word. Okay, Lord. And remember, ask, it will be given to you. Seek, you will find, right? Knock, the door will be open to you. So, I mean, I'm going after this like a pit bull. Lord, teach me, show me. I'm in the scriptures getting revelation from the Lord. Even as I'm driving, I'm listening. Lord, show me. He's showing me, right? He wants to show you too. We are totally out of time, but... I just want to say I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And uh, I mean, I said, I repent of unbelief. Lord, help my unbelief. Right. And just whatever it takes, get rid of it and only believe. But choose to only believe. And I'm sure I'm going to be talking uh, more on this because I'm expecting some great things to be happening very shortly. So I just want to say thank you for tuning in. If this has blessed you, make sure you share it. Let's advance God's kingdom together every which way we can. I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I'll see you next time. All right. God bless you.